Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening. And now, on to the podcast. You just say hi. And hi. it's time for Happy Pointing Hour with happy Chris. Happy Pointing Hour. I was t- pointing at Matt to say something. You do that every time. <sighs> Good. Good. This is the sad Matt cast where we're going to talk about his, his sad yeah. life. So, uh, I'm Chris, and who's sitting across the table from me? Sad Matt. Sad Matt. Sad who's over here? Man. I'm Ben. Yay! Keep, Ben's here! Yeah, I keep forgetting to do one of my, my stupid names. Well, you do it every Twunk Town episode, so... I Oh, I do it in every, like, recorded thing I play. I've been trying to make that a, that a thing, but I think mm-hmm. for this one... like you're saying? Yeah. Matt's back up at the table. You're the one who's got, like, what we're talking about today instead of on his phone. Matt is chronically on his phone, people, at home. I think he has a problem. He's, he's got a problem. I do have a problem. His name is Chris Frank. <laughs> Ooh, snap. Oh, oh, oh. oh Alright, so... Oh. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to talk about... Actually, so kind of a commitment I've been making, which took me away from the solo games you just asked me about. I'm kind of trying to turn our Roll20, which, if you haven't watched, there's some clips on Twitch and things like that. We try to live stream some of it. Um, we're experimenting with Roll20. If yeah. you really want to watch it, let me know. I'll send you an invite next time we're going. Um... I'm taking what I'm learning about Netherstorm and I'm trying to write it into some alternative rules. Okay. Um, that's one of the big reasons I really wanted to push for this to be the system we run is because I wanted uh, the experience. So I'm trying to write some alternative rules. Uh, the big one that's affected our Roll20 campaign is leveling up skills through use rather than just experience points, mm-hmm. um, which makes for fun. Um, it really does make a gameplay at the bottom levels a little easier and more rewarding, um, especially if you use it right. It's like my thinking is that I could basically use it to force you to develop your character, you know, without rolling dice um, and still get something out of it. So um, I think uh, and I talk about that in the book and everything like that so that I'll I'll work on it and then I'll be greatly expanding on the magic um, and different ways of interpreting and using the magic system in there. Okay. Um, And just a couple different alternative rules. Uh, for different levels of magic society as well. So I, I'm pretty excited. Um, How is that coming along, actually? Good. I started formatting it. Okay. Some, like, kind of... Ma- I'm ma- making an outline, really, right now. And, and some of the things I had to write down for our campaign, uh-huh. uh, I'm writing those down. Because that's where it kind of all started, was I needed to really write down some rules. Uh-huh. And then I was like, ah, I should expand on this. And then I was like, well, let me let me make an outline. And then I... I'm going to send it to them and just be like, hey, you guys should publish this or do something with it. Do something with it. You know, I'll post it. I don't know if I ever send them the Fallout stuff that I made. Probably not, because you're a monster. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So, so yeah. So, what else is going on that's new? Ben, what have you been doing lately? Um, well, uh... Oh, you're going to talk about Gen Con. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Gen Con. Yes. I'm going to Gen Con in, like, uh, I don't know, 39 days or something like that. So, I'll be there playing games. I, um, we ran really hard last year. Quit playing games with my heart, Chris. I know. Uh, Quit playing games on your phone, Matt. Oh, snap. <laughs> High five. 
yeah. I mean, uh, I kind of walked into that. So, uh, so I, I asked, because, like, last year, we went hard. We did, like, three, four games a day. And, like, I asked, and I was expecting uh, Emily, my wife, and Alex, who's going to come with us, um, like, you know, do you want to just do, like, two games a day? And they're both like, no, we need to go hard. And I was like, all right, three games a day it is. Uh, and so I'm playing a lot of different games. Um, I We didn't get into playing some Call of Cthulhu. We didn't get into the games that I wanted to get in. We didn't uh, play some Call of Cthulhu, playing some um, uh, Matt. We're playing in a Little Fears game. That's right. Look at that face. That's right. Who running that? I didn't know other people knew that system existed. Yes, a Little Fears well, apparently game. Apparently they do. Uh, uh, running a, play, a game with a Peter, a good friend Peter from Dream Chaser. Oh, going to yes. be in his game. It's going to be awesome. We're playing We're playing as, I can't remember the name of the game, but basically like we live in a flat with Death, and Death is a deadbeat and won't leave, and we have to get him out of the house. That That's the game, and so I, can, very I, cannot, game. I cannot wait. But the one game I wanted to get involved was called Trash Friends, which we were all like playing trash animals who live at the dump. And uh, it was based on, I think, a game called, like, Laser Kittens or something. I don't even know. But, like, Which, I... It's basically, it's a ripoff of the game that you invented, isn't it? No. Ba- no. So, so basically... So, here's what happened. I really wanted to play in this game. It was our number one thing. And I didn't know it was about Gen Con, because we never... I never had gone a rip to, like, when it starts and, like, put in stuff. I don't know if it's a mm-hmm. new thing. But before, we were always really late, so we just, like, chose whatever. Basically, you choose all your games and put it into a queue. And then, like... And my wife was, like... 30 seconds in, it's like, you are number 5,784, like, in the line to get games. And so they just go through the line and, like, assign games. So basically we got, like, one of the games we wanted. And the rest of them, you know, we didn't get. Trash Friends was, like, a game that I really wanted to get. I really wanted it so bad because I wanted to play Trash Animals. And we didn't get it. Uh, So if you know anything about me, and you know this, when I get, like, an obsession about that kind of stuff, when I, like, really want to play something, so I decided to reverse engineer the game and wrote my own Trash Friends game that we're going to run on Wednesday night when we get there. It's going to be great. That is amazing. Uh, you, can, you, can play, you can play a dog, a bear, a what about What about the... Remember the, the cat game that you... Oh, played? uh... uh the Felis? Felis. Yeah. yeah. Like, doesn't it sound like a direct ripoff of that game that you invented? Uh, except I wrote that game... After? Uh, no, before. I, I, oh, you I, did? That's why I think somebody... Ripped you off. Yes, a, a, a Creative <laughs> Ideas van was running past your house that day and stole it. Stole my ideas. The government. The government. But no, like I mean, yeah. So uh, I think uh, that game came out. Oh, I don't. I don't know when Laser Kittens came out, but I've been working on that game for a long time. But apples and oranges. But so as we do at Gen Con, I'm going to be playing a lot of games. Uh, we had. I had a t- like last year. I had a ton of fun, even though like we went hard and. You know, there's some bumps in the road, but, like, the majority of it was great. Got to play in my 70s girl gang game, uh, Velvet Glove. Oh, I remember you talking about oh, that. Oh, my goodness, it was so good. And I, I got to, that, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to play in a, um, uh, 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 a Korean, like a, a, an adopted Korean who was constantly going through their hair and, and confessed her love to uh, one of the other uh, NPCs. And, yeah, it was, just, it was just great. It was great. And it all ended up in, like, a roller skate fight, and then I beat somebody up with a roller skate in the face and, like, basically knocked her all the teeth. So... Uh, also, also, last year I bought a game called Passions de la Passions. I think that's what it's called, where you play in a telenovela. 
Oh, we're also going to be playing that game. I am super excited no. about it. Yes. We're playing it. I'm, I'm playing at Gen Con. You're not going to okay. play it, Ben. I'm going to be playing at Gen Con. And okay. I'm going to be like, oh, it's good. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. So we have a lot of games, Ben, that you are, that Chris buys with the intention of forcing you to play. Yeah. So, so ben, like, that I, does not surprise when, me at all. So like when I buy a game, I say, well, I like this. Well, Ben like this. And if like I say yes and Ben says no, well, then it's an easy purchase. Yeah, pretty much. I, isn't that how you got the made RPG in the first place? No, I uh, I backed <sighs> Golden Sky Stories. That's the name of that game that in like the first podcast we did. I forgot the name of it. It's called Golden Sky Stories. It basically like um uh, uh, Mir- Mirazaki film. Basically, you play animals that also can translate into people, and it's it's like it's a, it's a game for kids, like young adults, maybe like eight to twelve. And I, I, I kickstarted it because I was like, because uh, uh, we had Nicola by then, and I was like, oh, this would be like a fun game to play with her later, where you can play like a fun game, and like you and like you can get into fights and stuff, but it's more like problem solving, resolving combat and stuff. I didn't know to, that my daughter would be a bloodthirsty maniac and give her a lava wand, <laughs> and then she'd be like, yeah, I spray a lava all over their face, and now they're dead. And I'm like, well, I guess that's how the gingerbread man dies then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, yeah, so Golden Side Stories. I backed that, I think, at a fifty dollar level, so I got that and all a bunch of stuff. But also I got a copy of the made RPG for free for backing at that level. That's how I got that book. Okay. It's a fun game. It was it was dumb. Massa, Massa, you want teeth for your mouth face? <laughs> the only thing I liked about that was Character of that No. Also, I really liked at the end, which I forgot about this, but like the, the, the main characters, like his his family horribly dies in like a plane accident. Yeah. And Alex is like, they're dead. <laughs> See, the only thing I liked that I remember liking about that was turning my character into a member of the Hair Club for Men from South Park. Ugh, I liked I liked everything about the game. So oh, Peter Rabbit. Uh, where was I going with all of this nonsense? <laughs> Gen, Con, Gen Con, um, which I'm, which I, uh, which I work some extra shifts at work, so I'm gonna be able to probably purchase some material and stuff and, and get some books. So I'll probably get some Lamentations of the Flame Princess stuff if they got it. You have a problem? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I, I, because he, li- he likes terrible games. No, it's a, fu- it, it's a fun game. It's an acquired taste. Ben, you had fun last time. Don't, don't kid yourself. You love that. I, I don't know. Yes, I don't yes. know what you're talking about. I don't know. About. I, don't know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. The big smile on my face. A terrible when, game. When Jules' died, character died, I was like, that I was, was like, funny. I was like, I was like, Yee! that was funny just because of the way you were tormenting her about it, and uh, because everything was kind not entirely my fault, but I, I oh oh a hundred percent Ben up until that no, point no. up until that point the entire party was like deathless and like super smart, and then Ben just like I'm gonna go in the room and do this, and then like all hell breaks loose, and he's like, oops. It's a fantasy game. You fight the things. You do. I, uh, hey, I survived that. I did a great you, job in combat there. You did because I rolled very poorly. Well, also because I was playing like a super tangy dwarf with a yes. shield. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that saved my bacon. Yeah. So I'm, pur- I'm going to purchase some more books. Expect for me to come back to so keep in mind, audience at home, that the term I kick the door and jump back is a coin catchphrase. For, for Ben Curtis. So hold it. We actually need to talk about this. Talk about Sit, sit up at the table, Matt. Not because on the couch. We get up yeah, here. Ben, not, we can't hear your voice as well. They can, I'm watching the microphone. They can hear me perfectly fine. So Ben has quite a few catchphrases that, that are coined. Uh, we have the Ben Curtis look of disapproval. You coined that. I didn't coin that. Uh, I didn't coin that. I think that I, I, think coined I coined that. You coined that. Oh, yeah. 
Um, we have kick the door and jump back. Glass steel explosions. We haven't um, talked about that in ages, though. That, that's I not know. been a catchphrase. Blew up, no, you blew up a plus four glass steel great sword. No. <laughs> no, I blew up two. <laughs> I got one originally. That blew up. I got another <laughs> one. That broke and then blew up. Because, because, like, I crit failed. He made me save on the weapon, and I crit failed both, like, on both possible ways. Of oh, what's the other one? Um, anything from David is I would. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. The entire David character. Everything about David. David was a super mutant in our Fallout campaign, which I not originally, not originally. He got he 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 got turned to a super mutant. No, no, no. The character of David was around before Super Mutant David. He actually was. Uh, He started in a campaign with Jason Sanford. In Uh, fact, the very first time I played in a Fallout campaign, the like hours prior, I'd been playing in a campaign that Matt had designed, where it was me and Jason Sanford. Was he Goliath in that? I was a Goliath. And I didn't know Sanford. I'm like, you know what? I could roleplay and probably do this really well. I kind of just want to make a stupid brute character. Because he showed me the Goliath class. And I made like a really dumb, like, dumb, brutish character. Let me explain to how dumb this character was. People at home. This this is the defining moments. Where, like, Ben Curtis was like... See, like, when I play a character, like, I am all in. And, like, ready to sacrifice the safety and or life of my character. Um to uh, further his um, bad decision-making. So, David is a super mutant. He's convinced he's a superhero. He's got a cape, and he's got goggles. So, and they open up a pit to an underground vault, and it is 200, or like 250 feet down. Yes. Mind you, in, in like, in D&D terms, it's 1d6 damage for every every foot. And in the Every fa- 10 feet. Every 10 feet. And then, yes, thank you. And then, uh... I, in the Fallout system, I had it so, like, if you took too much damage or, like, you get certain, certain body parts, it would cripple them just like, you know, it like the, the VAT system, basically. And so he decides that he's going to go down there. And I ask, how are you going to get down there? And he says, I jump because I'm a superhero. And he jumps, like, Superman style, like, hands out first, Ow. 250 feet down, just, like, straight down, like, 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 diving and I'm sorry, I get too loud. And cripples like his head and both of his arms, and then proceeds to have to play chess with a super intelligent computer, and keeps getting shocked when with he's. It, what was, you remember what my intelligence was at that point? Oh, it was low because your brain got messed like up. Like five, five, and and then because it was five, I like I was like, well, I guess I'm sliding this up to grandmaster style chess here. Play against the computer, and like you kept losing, and, and that like, was getting and that shocked. was that was before the days when I used to actually practice chess because it was like. So, like, for a while, when I was on nights, I'd have, like, a chess thing, and I'd, like, practice. I had, like, a whole tutorial online, uh-huh. and I actually got pretty decent at it. I managed to beat my dad quite a few times, and he's pretty good. Uh-huh. But, but this was before that, and, like, David was really stupid. So, that's, that's, that's David, and you were all in doing very poor choices, which I'm, I... Are, are I, you kidding me? Making my own power armor was the yes. greatest decision of my life. I, I, and that's another thing, Matt. I reward choices. Well, and you reward entertain like anyone who entertains you. Um, do I? To a fault. Do we want to? T- we want to tell the audience about how David became like you know some of the things he became because I remember the line that started it all. What was that line? Right. So we had just I can't remember. We we're doing something with Nolan's character. Like Nolan's character had been brought back for like a temporary mission, and we had to interact with my old character, Mister X, who was off doing stuff for the Allens. But, like, we were going there, and the entire party was, t- was talking about, like, what we are going to do, how we are going to assess the situation. You were playing your pilot, 
what Will was it? Gentry, yeah. Gen- yeah, Will Gentry. And you were playing about it, and I was talking, and you said something about having to, like, from, like, a pre-war thing, having to bust a few caps and a few blue jackets. And you were talking about, you know, like, shooting cops, you know, because it was, like, a slang thing. But David was stupid and only knew, like, modern Fallout-style things. So he assumed, like, actual bottle caps and then blue jackets. And you said you shouldn't put caps on blue jackets. That would look ca- tacky. And you're, you then responded by saying, no, you're wrong. It wouldn't look tacky. It would look cappy. And my response to that was, you are right. I am learning science now. And the entire table, which had been discussing something unrelated, completely silent for like 10 seconds. And then Monku went, holy fuck. <laughs> Did we end up getting you like a uh, like a birds and the bees for, for adolescence? Both yes. To learn science yes. From I actually, I, I gave myself bees. class scientist. I gained, because ra- you then gave me ranks in ignorant knowledge. Yep. Because oh, I want to encourage people's bad decision so making. This like, goes really well with tonight's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> main topic, which was supposed to be um, weird. The weird stuff. The weird, weird stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. So what is that? So so we'll transition to our our, our topic because I I don't really have any kind of uh, like new stuff to talk about. Like really, like you know, besides Gen Con coming up, I'll have tons of stuff to talk about that after I get back from that yeah. baby. Well, we and. We did have a couple things to mention for me, but I can I can wait till later. We can do the topic now. Yeah, we're just... gonna interview when we're done. So yeah, okay. it'll be fine. We so through that last so, week, so the weird stuff. Uh, I like I like see. I really 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 like weird stuff. Weird I assume the topic when you picked it or when we rolled it was just you get to rant and rave. I know because I want to find out like what does that mean to you? Like I know what it means to me. Like I like games that are <clears throat> um off the wall, weird, bizarre. Like I like I like games that are um like inventive or doing something new or like you know that's why I backed uh yeah a, a bunch of the you know the uh, Patreon games you know because it's like it's like these aren't games that like you know traditional Dungeon Dragon style games you know they've got like a gimmick or they're doing something different so like my it's like my weird like what's weird and I don't know is like games like Little Horrors. There's a couple of them out there, but like yeah. especially anything that deals with like I, I'm I must be blocking out or something, but like I have a mild obsession with like childhood horror and like mm-hmm. um, you are blocking it out because I remember bits and pieces from your yeah, childhood. Well, we've had that discussion before that there are there are, <laughs> yeah um things that I'm like that really happened yeah, yeah. well yeah, there so there is a bunch of new games like that coming out well, but so, they're, but they're more like Stranger Things and less like like Little Fears like. Rise up that it, it, like you can play it as like kind of kind of you know no no you read the book you read the back of the book and it's like he's like yeah this is the fourth or fifth edition yeah because like the first couple like like he had to shut himself off away from the world when he started reading like about like things that children are exposed to and how horrific it is well, yeah, and the statistics and, like, and like like FBI files oh, yeah. and stuff yeah well that was the whole point I mean it's kind of unrelated but when Brent Weeks wrote the Night Angel trilogy I think I talked to you about that. One of the things he based it on was his wife actually works um, with, like, you know, children and things who've been battered like that in other countries. And the horror stories he said he heard from, like, her experiences over there, just, like, it made him want to, like, cry, punch something, like, just stream of emotions. And he incorporated some of that into his books. He's like, the stuff I put in there is fairly mild compared to some of the stuff that actually goes on. And those books are dark as dark. If I read that? I don't know. I don't think it is. They're they're good books. I I recommend them. The Night Angel Trilogy. Don't Read them if you're contemplating suicide. I mean, they won't make you suicidal, but if you're already kind of on the fence, it'll well, push you in Yeah, life. or if you have 
we we've discussed that before. We have certain games that we can't play with. Um, the arc that I wrote is uh-huh. one of those. That's 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 very like, well. I, I had to like, be, you have to be very careful with like some of the games, some of the time because I like I also like I like dealing with like very intense topics, and um, which is not necessarily weird, but like it's weird for like an RPG because you're more like you don't like talk about this. Like we're gonna play it. We're gonna play an RPG about child abuse, or we're gonna play an RPG about you know like uh you know con- controlling manipulative relationships or like something like really nasty or like you know we're going to talk about yeah. like i actually had wrote a um which is a game that uh we'll probably eventually get made but nobody will want to play but it's a game where like you all basically play as people who are dying and you know and as like kind of you know it's aids the rpg no it's not aids the rpg but <laughs> like, no no basically but basically like you are all dying and uh and like as you get like you it basically like as you get closer to death, it's kind of um, so you all have like a crippling uh, disability or something that's basically you know you it's gonna kill you eventually you know some type of disease some type of something you yeah. know basically but so basically the thing is like you basically by knowing you're dying like how many times did you say basically there Ben I don't know speak so good sorry don't Go ju- on. don't judge him I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something, something, something dangerous. I'm making, I'm making, I'm, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'm making fake threats. So Make fake threats. Basically, I'm making a fake threat. Oh, but there wasn't even an old moment. Anyways, so you're making a game where we're all play terminal cancer patients. Yeah, we already, we already played that one. It's the Call of Cthulhu and the old folks home. I hate, I hate you, man. I'm gonna no, but like it, it's it's more of akin to. Uh, but basically, the closer the, the closer to death you get, the more powerful you get, and so you have certain basically like powers uh, associated with like your uh, disability or like whatever is going to like kill you, and so basically, as you kind of get like basically closer to like death, it begins to be you, you get stronger, but also at the same time weaker. You got, you, you, yeah. You got, yeah. And so it had this, it had one of the interesting mechanics. So basically, like, um, uh, you had like basically a pool of like ten dice, and basically you, you rolled them, and 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 like you rolled them before each session, and so basically you take out any ones, and so you have seven left, and then you roll those and take out any ones. So each session you keep rolling these dice. You know, if you roll three sixes, you recover a little bit and get an extra dice, but if any ones you roll get removed from the pile, and so you just keep rolling until you kind of like go down. Until you get to like the last dice, and then when you finally roll the one, that's basically like your last session. Be like, this is it, and like, and so it's it's like it's like the anti RPG because you already know that like you know it's like death is coming. So like, and it would be an exploration of kind of like what does that mean to you? Like, how do you deal with it? What do you things you believe about death? What do you things you believe about life? You know, like like what does all this mean to you? See, actually, I, I'm gonna say a little side thing first because what it makes me think of is. I was listening to a podcast of like a video game designer who was talking mm-hmm. about wanting to make a game similar with mechanics similar to those where you uh-huh. start out as like a really really basically it's kind of like a RPG but uh-huh. you start out fully powered up uh-huh. really high stats maxed out abilities maxed out everything and you fight and every time you like basically have to go and fight serious bosses and every time you beat that boss you have to select an ability or level thing or something to give up to seal it. And you keep going, oh, so, and you're basically you're basically leveling backwards and selecting what things to sacrifice, what thing to keep, until you're at the very end of the game, Weird. and then you have like almost nothing left. So yeah. you kind of level backwards. 
that's kind of what it makes me think of. That's yeah. I mean, it, it's got the same kind of thing. So basically, uh, but basically, as the closer you get to the, like the end of your life, it, it, it's the, it, the t- thing called like piercing the veil. So it, it gives you two things. So basically, like you know, like you know that you're dying. It's not just like it's not just like you've given up all hope. But that's like a it's like a certainty for you. You like know it on like a, like almost spiritual level, and so it gives you a number of like benefits one it gives you the ability to like use these um like basically powers and stuff so basically you want to lift a bus sure you know but when you use those powers you also have to like roll the dice as well and if they roll up once you remove them from the thing yes. and also but like as the, it goes down the powers can get like really really strong so like you know they're not just like minor things but basically you lift up a car and like beat someone to death with it but, and so also, but like, you know, it's like, uh, you ever remember, remember the Highlander? When like two Highlanders would meet, they'd be like, yes. it's kind of like that. So you, you can immediately, you, you, since you, 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 since you pierce the veil, you can see other people who also know, but you can also see things that are like unnatural and like monsters. Oh, so and like, like Bloodborne. Uh, never played it, but That's... yes. It's, it's the spiritual successor to Dark Souls. I know what it is, but I haven't played it oh. though. So, so the more, the more you blood you take. I have no idea. I never really got that remember. into Bloodborne. Basically, the more like horror, the, in the, the more basically you see things in the background, like in horror. Yeah. So like the first one is like basically you are like an interactive scenario that I was going to write. Like it was going to be like you are cancer patients in a hospital, like in like these in like this group session, basically to deal with like the fact that you all have cancer and all dying. Um, and a couple of you are like we like you're all like pierce the veil, so you can all like recognize each other. And something's going on in the hospital, and basically it's one of the uh the the doctor has infected these. The, the basically the, the doctor's kind of a vampire. And he's basically infected the nurses, like using this facility to like eat people or feed them to something really nasty, and like and, and you can see this, and you're the only people who can see it, and so you know, see, you, just like you know, heroes, you stop it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, see, and the thing about that is, you know, in addition to like the interesting kind of mechanics they got there, I wouldn't really say it's so much like a, a weird dark like what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. more of like a weird philosophical. Yeah, very much more. It's it's kind of like. It's a bit like Dark Souls, since uh-huh. we, you know, went in that direction. It's a bit like the philosoph- philosophical nature of Dark Souls. It's like, yeah. if you just try and go in as, like, you know, say, for example, like, I'll just say, it's like, a Sonic fanboy, or someone who's used to be very simplistic, you know, pulpy plots, of like, you're this, go right, you know? And you try and go to Dark Souls, you're not going to be able to penetrate that. You're not going to know what's going on. But, like, if you take it's time... It's so obtuse. Like, it do- like it's, it's not... It, it doesn't hold your hand. Right. But, I mean, at the same time, if, like, you, you can spot the things, if you have... That kind of intellectual maturity to see and observe what's going on, yeah. you can digest it really well and make make good connections. Yeah, and and, and also it's like it's the type of person is like you know, there's certain type of people who will play Dark Souls and love it and really get into it. There's certain type of who will play those types of games. I mean, not everybody wants to play a game where it's like here's your character. Um, you know, it's only a matter of time before that character is going to die and I'm going to take it away from you. Like like people don't. It's like the opposite of like a power fantasy. Like they yeah. don't like want that. And, you know, it's, you know, it's just like a, a, a weird kind of role reversal. Well, yeah, so, you know, we run in this quite often where it's like, you know, I, I play RPGs to escape from the real, the terrible real world. I don't want to experience it, you know, in my roleplay. But, yeah. And at the same time, like, you could kind of treat it as therapy almost, like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely something, like, I, I like to engage in that. You know, I think it's good for, like, the ego to have to sometimes, you know, 
face yourself with this or go outside of your zone. Like you can't, you can't be a powerful, a powerful, all you know, unstoppable badass in every game. And in fact, I've played games where you are like just an all powerful, unstoppable badass, and it gets really freaking boring. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I've seen you burn out this in a couple characters is you try to make those characters, and then it doesn't pan out that way, especially in a Chris Frank game. And then you usually get bored or and go crack nugget, or you quit. The only character times you have fun is when you're playing David, who's the, who's the antithesis to that. All right, yeah. quick five minute break. We have to explain the term crack nugget because you just use that term and like, nobody knows what that means. Everyone knows what crack nugget is. Nobody knows what that means. Yeah. Um, so crack nugget is a term that I heard from uh, my friend Jason, who it's a term he describes, and everybody's had this in RPG when the when the players just go. Wild, off, the rails. And off the rails and basically they, they tank murder the camp. They, the murder hobo tank the camp. It's a murder hobo, but it's like, you know, they like, they, 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 you know, they do something so bad that like they destroy the world, destroy themselves. And just like the, the campaign ends. So crack nugget originally, he was playing a game of vampire with these guys and these guys proceeded to take gasoline and like they were in this small town and they basically Burn down the entire town and ring the whole town in fire and cooked everybody, destroyed every structure, like in this town. Because in basically in Vampire, especially like you know the uh, the second revised edition, I mean basically like nobody's gonna stop you. You're a vampire and like you have all sorts of powers and like uh, you get shot with a gun. Good, I'm just gonna eat this guy, take his blood, and get more powerful. Like it's you're, you're superheroes. So they destroy yeah. the super villains. Super villains. Well, my character was a superhero. He was a detective. He thought he was. Yeah, he was. No, he, he, thought, he thought a lot of things. Mr. Malkavian. Ooh, I love that character so much. Anyway. But anyway, Matt, Matt, it's sad times. Matt, sassy times. He's like, yeah. whatever, money's mad. I'm on so, a phone. I don't so, need to okay. care about what's so, going on. Yeah, so that's a crack nugget. Um, Bro, I didn't get to the point, Matt. Oh my gosh, fine. So, I was gonna everything's some, taking too long. Which I was going to give some core examples. The point, the point is, it's kind of like what you would imagine if someone had done a whole nugget full of crack and just went completely wild. That's yeah. where the term came from. So they burned down from. the town and then basically as a vampire, the sun comes up and where are you going to go? And like they're like, whoa, like you burn down every structure in the town there's nowhere to hide from god's angry flashlight and they all br- and, and, they, and they and they basically and if you know vampire or anything it's not like you know like you can go out in the sun it's like the sun even like touches you and like you erupt into flames and burn to death in like around and like so they both died and like that was the end and like that's like it's like and he called it the term was he called crack nugget and so uh we use that term often when Ben goes off the rails and goes crack I was nugget. Like, ben is the king of like going king crack. sometimes king. i'm gonna get you so many times. Shazam. Shazam! Double fisting grade. The first time in Fallout when he did it to Emily's character. Okay, that then was that wasn't my attempt to go off the rails. That was literally like one grenade is good, two grenades is better. That was just dumb play on my part. Yeah, dumb well, rookie play. You, I think you were suicidal. A little um, bit. And then when you did it in the Call of Cthulhu campaign. <laughs> that was just to piss you off. Yeah, well, because the GM kept taking Having your character's pants taken off by a what, what was my what was my? Do you remember my character's name in that one? Would you like to remind him what my character's name was? It was the Isaac Frost. Who was it? Uh, no, was like, was. that was like the muscles. Mm-mm. Who was it? Johnny Dynamite. Johnny Dynamite. <laughs> also, the name like Johnny Dynamite. How can you go? <laughs> and, you know what? I used, and, and the thing is, folks at home, I used to hate. I used to like have a, like a perma ban from like Ben bringing these characters into games, and like I hated him for it. But then after a while, I was like, now it's like you're. you're, you're it, it, it was like it, it was it was like it's like why did I ever not want these characters in the games? I want 
Johnny Dynamite to bring in the game because he's not he's because he's no longer my problem. He's the rest of the party's problem. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. And I so, think the way I think the way you, did, you you explained it to me last time we talked about this was the party doesn't realize there's a ticking time bomb sitting with them and at some moment it's going to go off and they're all going to be screwed. Let let me let me just tell you Ben. So when you walked in there and all those skeletons and lamentations of flame prison poured out and they killed everybody and Eric Eric was like I seriously considered knocking him out and throwing him in the pit. <laughs> I I thoroughly, I thoroughly believe he would have. Oh yeah, and I was like, I was like, I was like, ooh yeah. But so you've done that multiple times, and I mean, I have I have I crack nuggeted. Here's the thing, yes. though, Chris. You just got done oh, yeah. talking about your drunk wizard. That was last week. Drunk wizard with that the dog. wasn't crack nugget. I mean, this, this pretty much. Well, mostly you keep your actions to being self. No, hang on, hang on. I'll tell you a crack nugget thing. What? Black incense! Yeah! Oh no, yeah. Well, no, but like that, but that, that, uh, to, to my, to my fair, I bottomed out on sanity and, uh, and I asked you what I would do and you like, well, you gotta get rid of these, these people and go up to the mountain. I was like, alright, well, let's do this. And then it turned into another, like, you're a bad scenario and I killed the whole party. And then I released the giant lizard who killed everybody yes, and mopped did. everybody up with, else up with a flamethrower. Uh, which I insisted you, on having. Yeah. <laughs> you you eliminated an entire village in Mass and Arlothotep, which was hilarious. Uh, uh, yes, that. that <clears throat> but again, you that, were the one, that, that was a crack nugget. That you were the one who made the choice to do the black incense, yes, even though I, a, everyone, the, including myself, told you it was a bad idea. And I had like twelve sanity left, and I said, "Let's do it." And like you know, it's like, and, and the sanity hit was like twenty five, and I was like, "Well, you're gone. I'm 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 gone's town." Ugh, yeah. But I usually try I usually try not to derail the whole campaign. I usually kind of draw you're, all the bad things to myself. You're very borderline trying to ruin everything for everyone in a see, well, Marvel see, 20 game. Yeah. Say, see, the, these days, these days, I'm not so much crack nugget. Like, the dwarf going in there, that wasn't what I would call crack nugget. That was just... No, it was just a poor decision making. Yeah. No, it, it, if, like, if the whole party was, like, on the bridge, and, like, you're like, hey, guys... Guess what's funny? What? Gravity! And then, like, you pulled it, and they all, like, fell down, and then you jumped in after them, because, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go home now, like, uh. mentality, yeah. <laughs> so, interesting. I don't even remember what the topic was. The oh, weird stuff. The weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we might as well keep talking about Crack Nugget, because a lot of my things well, have so gone off we were on talking that. about before, that before your, like, five-minute break, you just used the term Crack Nugget. I was uh. talking about something. I was on a topic. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get back to it. Maybe, probably. maybe if you were sitting at the table, you'd. <laughs> so, can, so can we talk about what I think is like? The I'm just saying, my knee is on the chair. I'm oh yeah, that's totally sick. I'm literally eight inches. Okay, maybe 12, 13, 14 inches mm-hmm. away from. Uh, mm-hmm. Stop being chair. a pedant. You're using big words, Ben. That's not fair. <laughs> it's six letters. <laughs> How is that a big word? I have a sophisticated vocabulary. Anyway, can we? I, I want to kind of get to talking what I think some of the weird stuff is. All right, because okay, you guys, you have like the dark stuff. You have kind of like the philosophical stuff. For me, the weird stuff is like the things we were just talking about, which is doing stuff in a campaign that you're not really meant to do. I love doing that because, well, like for example, I don't know if I, any of you guys played in this, but it was I think it was a Mike Caldwell campaign I played in, um, where I. I don't know why I thought to do this, but I, I made a, I think it was a Goliath character, but I gave him, like, boots of striding and springing, plus a bunch of, like, like a bonus, things that gave me, like, massive bonuses jump. So by the time we were getting ready to play, I had, like, a 60 in jump, and I named my character Mari-O, and just 
Literally, I carry around like heavy things and just jump on people. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> he was so mad about it, too. Um, so here's one of the things that, that you've made a couple times. And so this is what I was saying. So you you usually end up going crack nugget. Um, you try to make... Stranger's Campaign was the best example of this. Like the ideal version of yourself as a character. Like pure escapism... Like in in this campaign, that one I'm was yes. Dream, I'm gonna be dream well, me. Matt, and then it, Matt, is, Matt is my Matt. and then and then in Chris's campaign, it's always a terrible idea because Chris's favorite thing to do is take things away from you. Matt, <laughs> is that why you hate my campaign? Is that why you hate it because it's just it's just a slow like me taking everything away from you. Yeah, I would say you you're gonna tell me you didn't do that with freaking Freddie Snow. Freddie Freddie Snow was not at all me. Chris. <laughs> Chris is shaking his head. He's like, I don't buy that. I there, was a, there was a little bit of Matt in there. Just a little bit. Just, just well, a little he, bit. He, he, like, you always play a little bit yourself. But he, he was, he, he was, started out like, like he was, he was supposed to be like the anti-me. Like he had, well, I guess kind of like everything I would ever, not everything I wanted, just like very different lifestyle. Matt, was, every single other person real. in that campaign thought this. Like, yep, Matt's playing himself. It's another, oh, didn't we used well, to have, he, he, he really became that after, um, in a way, after he had to become a paladin, that was the problem. Chris basically made me become a paladin. I didn't make you become a paladin. My options were very limited. Whatever. Well, you, you just got it randomly. Well, that's the thing. Like I, like mine were fairly limited as well. Like I had, cli- I really am I like cleric druid and like because I got the spark. What was in the spark? Uh, I can't remember. Because it was cleric and a few. Yeah, because my dream is like because Freddie Snow was like the like the ideal like bodybuilder. Like superhuman, who's a YouTube star? Like, and, which yeah, is what like you want to be? No, not not at all. Like, that is, that well, is it's not, what you wanted to be back then. Oh, I, not not at all. Like, I'm I'm kind of living my dream right now. Like, this is where I've always wanted to be. Uh, a little more money would be nice, but who isn't going to say that? Like, I'm I'm pretty much exactly where I want to be. Like, since I was 16, so I'm actually kind of living the dream. Like, I'm okay with it. Living the dream, cup hands. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my, that was funny, but no, like the the character so much wasted I say the character I was playing in Strangers. I mean, yeah, there was, there's quite a lot of me in there, but I also didn't play him. You know, super. Cra- I didn't go crack nugget with that character at any point. No, you no. you just that was you're struggling with depression and 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 all that jazz. I think was why you quit with that one. Yeah, I hope so. I, 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 I do like how I brought you back at the very end. That was really well, and you had to, you had to play the other guy's character though. Well, I had to play, play Jason's, Jason's character. character yeah, because yeah. I, I can't remember what had happened to Mike. Oh, right, Mike was playing my character. Yeah, Mike was playing your character. That, yeah. that was so. That was that's a really interesting. That I'm totally okay with going. So what's really interesting is um, RPGs and like getting involved. So like you know, you know the very '80s anti D and D. You know where we worship demons and things like that. And now I make a joke when I'm so which, that, that, what, we don't we don't summon which, demons. We kill demons. Like yeah, you're hey, you know why there's no demons around? You're welcome. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, we're demon hunters. So, no, um, interesting enough, Freddie Snow, um, and that character, and, and especially delving into religion in that, which, this isn't necessarily from Freddie Snow, the character, more as it comes from this group and that time, and developing my own personal relationship with, you know, redeveloping my personal relationship with God and personal philosophy. That's really where I came up with my, like, concept of, uh, uh, freedom of choice being, like, this prime, uh-huh. You know, and there was the, there, there was lots of like there was lots of uh, philosophical and religious undertones to that campaign. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, like my my character basically start tried to start up Christianity in that universe, mm-hmm. and I took that and I ran with that, and I ran so so far away, so far and I ran so, so far. Away. I ran shot one bar drove. Okay, that's what's <laughs> yeah. That's so all right. All right so <laughs> ugh, ugh. yeah. So I did, and I did it. I, I ran. That was a huge part of like Freddie Snow's like philosophy, and it, it really kind of became part of mine. Like like just having those long discussions and talking about that, and like like. Like why Freddie Snow was doing the things he was, and as he ramped up, like I was like like really contemplated like that a lot, and that's it really did kind of define my personal religion from that. Curiously enough, mm-hmm. um, yeah. no. which is where it wasn't that I wouldn't say that Freddie Snow was me. It's that I I became Freddie Snow. I became Freddie. Fred. Didn't we at one point have like the Matt Niemeyer pantheon of like his characters? I think you and I came up with that at one point. What, like, is his greatest hits? Yeah, like, Triumph. It was, it was like a Matt, it was like a Matt Neithewire Pantheon, and, like, Triumph was in there. Uh-huh. I've played one of, I've played one of every. Deicide was in there. Oh, yeah. Deicide, Deicide. the guilty kid, or the. God killer. No, but that's, it's not his, what was his thing? He was the, he was chaotic good. He was a rogue, but he was. No, the, you said, you said he was chaotic neutral. Or like true neutral or something. I, yeah, I think it was true neutral. He was the unlucky king. King? Yes, he was the king of fools. That's what it was. And he, he was the unlucky, uh, unwilling king of fools. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to be a king in order to wield those weapons that were capable of killing a god. And he basically got tricked into stealing them. Ooh. Yeah, so... Anyway, getting back to my point. Yeah, like that, that campaign, I was kind of playing a me character, but... There's no way you could tell me that Johnny Dynamite is the kind of guy I want to be. No, or Isaac Frost. No, and that's that's the that's the, the concern is like when you become. Uh, Dude, well, the other one that was really bad was like uh, the agency get came where you tried to like build the Chris Proof character, and you spent a lot of time and effort into that. And then oh, like the one who all, that was act. I say that was if that was the one that was like possessed by a demon. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was based on so, something. That was based on a novel I was writing. Oh, okay. And, like, you tried really, like, I remember, like, you're like, 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 there's no way Chris can, like, outthink me on this one. And I'm like, I'm like that. It wasn't about outthinking. You were guys getting horrible situations. Do it, I say, it wasn't about outthinking him. It was just, like, I want to make a character that has this. Like, this sounds like a cool character to play. So, wait, so is, that is, was, is, uh, is, 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 is my, and, is but my then, character but then, trapped? Yeah. But then, Matt, yes. then the next time we played, who did I have? Do you, you remember who I made after that when we actually started, like... Agency? Oh, yeah. we, no. We did, another, we did another agency campaign. You brought back uh, Kage. Uh, Mike had his character there from the Strangers campaign because he got trapped there. Yeah, you remember? Did. Yeah, so he was playing that. Oh, Luke was, this, playing... was this Fight Night? Which was Fight a, Night. Which is a great episode. Oh my goodness, where you go to did, like the... Did under... I play... You go to the underground like um, like uh, uh, objects, uh, abnormal objects of interest like Fight Night where basically like they were causing like the, the Class D personnel to fight in like an arena. Just get a random item in the <clears throat> Yeah, and then they would have you fight. I don't, I don't remember that. Really? One. You're not on the mic. No one can hear you. I don't look at my phone. Back, so I'm playing games oh, yeah, like, yeah, and, like, and, and, and I can't remember, but, like, yeah, you got the ring, and you beat some guy unconscious, like, yeah. with his jaw. No, see, that character was another character, like, you can't really say that that was me or that that was, like, a crack nugget character. That was a character I made seriously, no, with, like, no. an intent to play it seriously, and I did. And it perfectly fit that scenario that Chris had come up what with. was... I just thought... I, I was a seven-foot-tall Russian, like, Mr. X yes. was another big one where, like, you try to, like, really make, like, this... And, and this is... You don't do this anymore because you've learned that like that doesn't 
I will well, say, yeah, like, was, if you don't make stuff, like, you also try to make, like, a min-max, like, invulnerable character. And, like... Well, that, again, that was back in the days when I had a much more simplistic ego. Yeah, no. Well, and, like, like that's... And then, like, and, and everyone's being fun. And so, like, you play this, and there's a valuable lesson in this. This is what I'm talking about. Like, like because we've had quite a few other players do this much to their detriment or detriment to the party. It's like, I'm going to play this min-max to the extreme and vulnerable character, and there's nothing the DM can do to touch me. When Chris Frank is your DM, that is the most, like, like this This is what Chris Frank does. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. I, I, I want to have psionics. Well, there isn't really psionics as well. I want psionics. There isn't Ooh. really psionics as well. I want psionics. Okay, but there will be consequences. I don't care. I want it. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. See, well, no, like, in, I'm trying to even remember where I was going with this, because, like, even a lot of times, like, I try, and I also do that now. I'll create so, characters like Isaac Frost, not necessarily because I don't think Chris can kill them, but because I, it, it's fun to annoy Chris. My goal is one of these days, in one of these games, and you'll, you'll be able to tell in the podcast, is to give Chris an aneurysm. So that he, like, falls over, like, ah, <laughs> and then dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you give me a stroke. <laughs> yes, I, I so, want to do, I want to break you that much. If someone's going to be responsible for it, you want to go to man to go back to Mary Freeman and learn how to walk and talk again, Ben? That's my, your game? That's my, per, that is my personal goal, but again, wow, that's, that's more of, hey, 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 life goals, baby. Gotta have those yeah. goals. So, that, that, yeah, anyway, so the point was, was, when you try to force that type of performance out of an RPG, like, you're kind of missing the point. The point, you know, as, again, I refer back to the 3.5 DMG. The point of D&D, the point of RPGs, isn't to... Everyone kind of gets their own thing out of it, but the point isn't to win. No. The point is to have fun. No. And that's the thing. Like, I used yeah. to play, like, RPGs, like, when I first started playing. Like, I played them to, like, to, like, to win. And then, like, I found it more fun to play characters that are highly flawed and self-destructive. Um... Well, and that's like I play care. I still I, like I'll, the the characters I've played more recently have been more along those lines. Like Vinny Parada, he did not start out as a good guy, and no. has very quickly become an even less good guy. And mainly because you were missing sessions, we kind of pushed you in that direction. Yeah, it's I not know. your fault, Ben, but we've kind of pushed you in there. Yeah, I, it, it, again, you know, I, I've had issues with like my sleep pattern and work and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But still, it's okay. There, there's that. But even outside of that, like it's still, you know, just the way he's been going, kind of like getting the. Grimmer and darker. Yeah, know. but I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's that, punk down. That's punk down. Right? <laughs> if, if, you, if you ever read any of the stories, like half, like, like half of them add like ended like very like, like somber, very sad ways. Yeah. Like a quarter of them end in like character death or suicide. Yeah. And like, and the rest of them are kind of hit or miss, but like they're not very like hap, like happy stories usually. And like ending. Well, yeah, and that's. I mean, again, like that's you know, it, it's it's about making characters based on the campaign you're dealing with. And so, like, mm-hmm. with that one, I made a more serious character. Uh-huh. Just like when we had the true detective cult, where I made, like, the guy, the, you know, the cop, like, the detective who uh-huh. wanted to become an FBI agent and eventually did. Uh, and he I, did it by, uh, like, just... I wish, I, I wish I, those would have, uh, I got those saved and those got, like, actually recorded. Those are some good episodes. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't work out. So. But yeah, like, no, I, I played, I, I tried to play smart and I tried not to go just rushing into things and I had to, like, be dragged. But again, my character was more by the book's kind of guy and that's how I played him and I mean I've had other sessions where I'll like I'll play a person a certain way depending on whatever I, I'll give him flaws like that was that was the whole concept when I first came up with David not just for his campaign but when I brought him back in your follow up campaign and in a couple like occurrences I've played him since was I, I mean I like him because A he's simple to play B he's fun to play because I can do my 
idiot impression or my impression of Caboose, which is who the character is roughly based and on. And the nice thing, the nicest thing about David that we, you know we talked about last week with Leverage is David's a very limited character. And when you have a limited character, it's much easier to define your role in the game, in like the gameplay wise, but also like in the party, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and no one else can, and that's the other thing too. Is it's a good niche for you because no one else can outplay David like Ben Curtis, like nobody. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, one of the other catchphrases for Ben uh, isn't really a catchphrase so much as we call it the. We've, I'm sure we've talked about this before. The Ben Curtis look of disapproval. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that last yeah. week, actually. <laughs> yes, um, it's it's it is. I think you first coined that phrase when you turned my character into a female in the Strangers campaign. Yeah, well, which was which was it was it was a bad time for you. And this is this this gets into a lot of psychology about RPGs, and we've been doing this enough with enough people in a large enough group that, and we're at that professional level as well. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. Like that is mm-hmm. that was a really bad time for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really hard for you, and. You are playing this character that, that that that's a very poisoned gameplay style is, is to try to make your player character into because I've seen other people do this as well uh, and I would I would call it a poison style of gameplay. Um, you you try to build like the perfect version of who you want. You if I could have my life the way I wanted it, uh-huh. this is what. Oh, I and like. there was something bad happens. To your and then something bad like, happens to it, and it's so we've had somebody like, punching your ego. Correct. Well, no, so that, that's exactly how basically how it turned and like. That coupled with, you know, the reason you needed to make that character was because you were at a low point. Um, and, you know, and everything kind of... And then I think, again, going back, I can't imagine you sticking around after that. Like, with everything. Like, like I don't hold it against you, that you know, because you left the campaign and we had to replace you with, with Mike. But that was a... That was a tough... Like, that's a tough thing to do. Like you said, it's that's like someone literally punching your ego directly. Like, that's... Yeah. That's huge. Well, can I just ask real yeah. quick? What what about that specifically made you think it was me putting in there? Like, I I, I kind of have an idea of myself, but I want to just I want to hear. Like, um, it was of... just all of your passions and like everything that you was kind of going wrong for you. You're basically like, yeah, my character's doing great at all of these things. Like he went to college. He was finishing up college, playing baseball for the Whitecaps. Okay. You were in the Marines, and you were like an excellent like top of the line and everything marine um as, rich, as you bring as you bring this stuff up yeah as you bring this like, up like there's I'm, a bunch I'm of other stuff it. that like you added in like and a, part of it was min maxing uh, a, a d20 character like we do so part of it was mm, that right. but, like a lot of it was like 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 okay you basically described how like like the better version of yourself basically mm-hmm. and we're like like Ugh. Uh, and I don't think, even think we caught it necessarily right away. It just kind of evolved into that. Well, I mean, we were, I mean, we were still not quite. We were good at this at at this stuff, yeah. but we weren't like quite there yet. Yeah. So we still had a little bit to go. So like, and that's the thing. Like, you really had to be able to like read a table and like read and, and branching off. Let's go a little side topic here. I think it's important to talk about mm-hmm. is um, you know, like the psychology behind like people at the table. And like and and you know, being kind of understanding of people's like um, like stuff that's going on in the real life. Yeah, and like and, and, and that's we talk about this every week, at least once it gets brought up, and it's something that we will probably continue to bring up because it's important. And and as a GM, you know, it's important to know your players mm-hmm. and know the environment, know the system, uh, and what it's going to bring. And and this is where. 
you know, it is therapy for a lot of people. It's escapism. It, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 group therapy, group think. Um, I can kind of make my character, um, you know, help me figure out my problems in my real life, and I've used it for that as well, countless times. So we have to, as a GM and as a community, be aware of that. And like, so like, the big you know worst strategy in the world is someone's trying to use us as escapism and then they player character dies and then you know they go home and yeah and, and, and that's and, and, my and, biggest and, fear it's uh, like we have and, to and like the, yeah, they, they don't come back or like or like you know there's you know it's self-harm or brings up brings up something like you know awful and i think that's the reason why i have such a hard time uh, writing games and getting people to come to games that like aren't like normal stuff because i'm running these things that are like very heady topics and and sometimes I and like I, I have to be very careful and like very choosy with like who I bring into these games and who I expose to this stuff uh, because it is some of the stuff is very very nasty. Uh, I mean, look at the the most recent cult game I ran. Like that was basically like a very nasty, nasty game where like they were in Grand Rapids. No, yeah, yeah, like, like it's it's like you know, and like and all the stuff that's going on, and basically it's like turning all these people who are like you know, it's it's like ranching everything up to like to eleven. Like all these people are doing nasty stuff. What's like, well, it's like let's just like if all the limiters were turned off and like there were no consequences for their actions, they just do what they wanted. This is what it would look like, and so it's just really, really. Really, really nasty. It gets into a lot of like you know trauma and stuff that people do to other. And you have to be very careful. I'm telling you this, you know, because sometimes learn the hard way with this kind of stuff. You can be very careful when you're talking directly to the microphone to people at home. When you bring in this kind of stuff, that your players are okay with it. And if like one player is not okay at the table with it, and five other are, well, then it's not okay. You need to dump it. You need to figure out something well, and else. That's where, yeah. yeah, and that's where, you know, the main goal is, you know, make sure everyone's having fun. And if someone's... Yeah, not having being fun. Being harmed. Yes. That, that, by that, it, then, like, <laughs> like you're, you're not doing it correctly. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know, something needs to change. Well, so, and, as a player, you know, hopefully you're close enough with your group of players. You know, I consider almost every player a friend. Um, hopefully you're comfortable enough to know that you can talk to people about that. And, um, you know, you know, again, one of the reasons why I talk about, I suffer from depression that I've had some very low points. Y'all remember me from my last job. Yep. Um, and, and, and my battle with depression with, with that and stuff. And, you know, we've all been there and we've used RPGs as the, it's been my stress relief for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are times where, like, the only thing kind of going okay was my RuneQuest campaign. And, like, coming to that was huge to me. It's like, when we get canceled, it would be like, like, I can't imagine getting through this next week without, like, doing something with my friends and RuneQuest was it. So, keep in mind that there are, there's there's a lot of us out there who, who rely on RPGs for that. And it, it is, a, I think it's a pretty good outlet. And mm-hmm. I've talked to enough psychologists who run games yeah. uh, through this group that, that I, you know, I, and I know that they use it in group sessions for a lot of things that I, I really think it is. Um, that's one of the reasons I love Dream Chaser because mm-hmm. you can really, I can see using that system as, as an organized way to, to, to or use it to motivate yourself or to motivate myself. Mm-hmm. Stress, um, test, stress, test, stress, oh test, stress, test. Uh, so yeah, like, like, like that's, you know, kind of going into the weird too like that's something that people don't think about with rpgs but mm-hmm. it's there mm-hmm. that that's that's a thing it exists it's an issue and we have to well and, and to kind of and to kind of be aware of it and to kind of you know 
sequitur off from this, you know, having dealt with a lot of that stuff myself and having, you know, having you having mentioned kind of the stuff, you know, having c- come up mostly on the other side now, because I'm I'm fairly zen these days. I like to think so. I, I just keep myself level headed and, you know, what happens, let it blow off me, just focus on what you're doing. But again, I, I say that having had dealt with that now and I also you know having dealt with that, you know, one of the first things I will say to anyone who is dealing with that is reach out, get help. Like you've got to take that first step. Like, and, you know, once you, like, work on that, life's incredibly better. It, it, it gets really good, but, you know. At the, same, on the same merit, kind of expecting, I mean, I mean, as a GM, you do need to be aware of it. But bear in mind, you're also a lot of ta- times at tables. You're, there's, like, six or seven people going down, and they're all doing things. And we've been at those tables. Like, people talk like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, six people be like, oh, I want to do this. Well, yeah. I want to do this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that can keep it re- make it really hard to not... Or make it really easy, rather, to not notice the one person who's kind of getting neglected, who's kind of, like, looking sad and depressed. I have to constantly now, when I'm running games, look around, and if I see someone who's uninvolved, I'll ask them, you know, hey, what do you want to do with this? And that's that's what being a professional GM is about, is being, like, a part-time therapist where you have to be... Uh, like available to the people at the table and like if somebody's like doesn't seem to be doing well you got to kind of draw them out and get them in the game you know and if it looks like they're not really doing well and like something's wrong then you need to either like take a break or do something like on a choose them you need to go talk to that person and like make sure everything's okay like that is your job as a gm and like you are in charge at the table like it's your responsibility we've talked about that too and like so the inverse is that uh you know either they they quiet out and then quit mm-hmm. yeah or they become the problem player and sometimes problem players are just problem players like they're just, they're just personality but like a lot of times it's they become like you know i've seen this countless times where it's like the gm you know it, what for whatever reason like this player like everyone's like everyone's table hates them we can't get along with them they're ruining everything all the time they're not playing the way we want them to play yeah and then i'm like like okay so then i you know diversionary tactics i say hey run this game make sure this player shows up and let me know you know give me some feedback you know a, a different perspective uh you know and that helps me approach on how to mentor and coach someone and, and things like that and then they go and they're playing this other game and this person is not watching out for that person which means we're paying attention to them and we see the opposite behavior and it's like well you know middle child syndrome like they're acting out trying to get attention because they're not being fulfilled at this other game so a lot of times, I say, if you have that toxic player, that's probably the situations they're not being fulfilled. So, figure out what their needs are on yeah. the hierarchy and yeah. and, and find it's a game a to- that fulfills it. And that's, I think, that's one of my strengths as a GM is um kind of finding out what you want, especially in a long term game. It's a short term game; it doesn't really matter. I'm going to play. We're all going to just die yeah, together. Right. Yeah. We're all we're on, a sink, <laughs> we're all we're on a sinking burning ship. It's okay. But to find out like what the what what the, what what the player and the that the character want and kind of encourage that and kind of give that time, give give player like not all at once what they want, but give them a steady stream of kind of like encouragement things they want to do, things they want to be, um, you know, like if they want to be a stupid superhero, superhero mutant, encourage that, you know, if they want to build a kingdom, you know, you in, encourage that. I mean, you take it away later, but <laughs> but uh, but you encourage that for the time being. Well, and that was kind of the other evolved. thing with the Fallout campaign was eventually, like when it first started, we were having kind of what I want to, I, I, to piggyback on that for one second. Remember your thought, okay? You got locked in, okay? Because a perfect example of this is Mister Jason Sanford, because okay. <laughs> Jason Sanford can like get really like 
like just kind of whatever in, in like games until he finds like that character that he really likes. Yep. And then he gets really into it. And, and so and so I like he was playing remember Xanatos? He was playing Xanatos and he was kind of okay up until the point when I gave him his little friend who was a god who was giving him all this stuff. Yep. And like and then and then like he was hook line sinker. Like he was in it to win it. And like he was playing it and like see so it's like piggyback on that, like you've got to find out what gets that person involved. And going back to like the three point five GM, it, it Dungeon Master's Manual, if three three point five, like that's in there to like find out what your player as the table want to do. Do they want to go bust down doors and kill a bunch of monsters, or do they want to go back to the tavern and discuss like you know cheapest ways to buy rope, you know, around <laughs> the city? Like yeah. what's going to be fun for them and like and find out what that is and encourage that and play to kind of that style. Okay, Ben, now it's your turn. I was it. Well, and that kind of plays into what I was saying with the whole Fallout campaign. <laughs> Perfect. Because because Sanford was very much like that too. Because at the beginning, we were all kind of struggling because none of us really knew what we Jay- wanted to do. Yeah, Jason was Jason. Jason. Jason went through like six characters before finally getting into that one, and I went through several characters because I had originally yeah. my character. Originally, my character, the one you gave me, was one designed for somebody else, and that was why I eventually kind of got bored of playing him, and that's when I made Mister X. And despite, you know, some of the problems that you may have pointed out with him, I still enjoyed him for what he was, and I think him turning evil was sort of a natural... It's sort of a thing that came up naturally. It, it really did, yeah. Like, it wasn't... It did. The yeah. Alan said, like, hey, you're, like, totally evil, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, we'll give you, like, like, like your power level, like, we'll make you super powerful, and, like, lots of caps, and basically give you everything you want. And you're just like... Okay. Like a, yeah, yeah. It was there was no like thought. Like, well, where do I? No, sign? Yeah, like, he, he was a, he was a mercenary assassin. Like that was that was inevitable. And I, I thoroughly expected it even when I made him. I'm like, this is probably going to turn into a villain at some yeah. point. But whatever. So but I, then then you know I made that one character, that one enclave character who died the first session I played her because power armor on a ship, not a good idea. But glug, glug. then eventually, but then that's when I settled on like the Davis Super Mutant, and that's when Jason got JD. You had gotten one. A car- I can't remember who you were playing. That was no one, and then also Will Gentry. No, there's a character after both- that. There's a pilot you made. Oh, yeah, um, he died. the Brotherhood. No, yeah, I, I he didn't of- die. Oh. Will died because I had to bring Will him back. Died. Remember? No, yeah, it was who was it? It was. Uh, I have his character sheet still. Mm-hmm. I have all the Fallout stuff. I've yeah, no. Like you found that character, uh, Onika. After like her first character didn't pan out, she found another character. He was very much my like. I'm che- I, I'm I'm riding the the coast. I'm coasting. That was what it was. He was my coasting character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ooh, it was like good but, term. But I mean, by that point, once we were all playing those character, those final characters, we were all enjoying ourselves because we all had our niche. Yeah, Your and, niche and, and, and I kept on slowly I feeding to, you things that I you had wanted. to retire to NPC them my last character because he became so responsible for the world around him. Uh-huh. Like it did, like no one, like he had, I couldn't, he wasn't a player character. Anymore. Well, and he that, was, I was, I was playing an and, NPC. And, and that goes back to a very traditional thing of like Dungeons and Dragons where like, you know, after a certain level, like you don't go out of mission where you retire that character, you know, because he's like, like especially like fighters and things, like you get like keeps and yeah, land no, and like, ever, ever, yeah. that's in the ranger, like you, when, in, in second edition, a ranger at sixth level gets land and a title. It's just given to you at once you reach sixth level because you're experienced enough. Like you've done something that earns it, so you get land and a title and a keep. And what do you do with it? You know, and it's like, well, it's kind of like, and then like, really, like, what do you do? Like, well, now I have this keep. I can't really go that far away. You know, uh-huh. I have responsibilities. I'm an adult now. I better settle down and have kids. And like, mm-hmm. again, retirement time to start a new character. Um, and so I have with Nolan, and that's where I end up with playing Will Gentry for a while. And then that, that was a ton of fun. Um, 
And then, like I said, I made my Coast character because it was time for me to stop putting so much into it and just enjoy the rest of the campaign. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Like, I think prior to that, so, you were you were so obsessed with trying to make all these changes and doing really stuff. What's really interesting is Jason Sanford is is a very unique human being, <laughs> and we talk about him all the time on this. It, it's very funny because Chris and I, as much as we pick on him, we have this really weird... Okay, back to our weird topic. A really weird respect and admiration like I, I almost say we're jealous of jason sanford because he in all honesty if you actually think about it he is the best role player our group ever had nobody has ever actually stepped into character as well as jason and and the dynamic characters that he's played yeah xanatos compared to like jd and him had a lot of and some similar characters but like enoch uh, you know, well, yeah. Enoch, he never and really he, got into Enoch. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, yeah. Did. He, he, he just why he, he just in the religious side he, of Enoch. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because no, that was the other thing I was going to say was he was high. He wanted to be. He wanted to be. He played Enoch like Robin. He was high flying acrobat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like fun and martial artist is what he wanted. Yeah, but I, I mean, on that same note, like for what he can role play characters when he gets into them and when he enjoys them, but otherwise, I, I've noticed I like there's a certain you know detriment in there but also he's not great at like for all his role playing he's not great at like thinking through all the aspects of his character as we've seen numerous times no but then he rolls with it though that's the thing it's like why does this navy seal have no rank and switch but those shortcomings became character flaws that he rolled with yeah and then especially like once 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 everybody else makes the like, joke about it and everyone else is having a good time, not at his ex- expense. Example, when I brought up my insanity chart, when I said, JD, you have to roll in this insanity chart because you're an undercooked clone. And he said, okay. And he rolled a pathological liar, liar a nine, which is a 10, is you can never tell the truth about anything ever. It doesn't matter what it is. You always have to lie. You never tell the truth. And nine is like... So and nine, nine is like is yes. like is like you have to like lie constantly, be like this devious guy, and like always and like and just you know like and and he and I was like that that character is in, impossible to play, impossible. Just like it's like how are you gonna do that? And he and he yeah he did it. He just like was the lying and conniving, got into drugs, and did tons of drugs. That is like he he did roll he did roll with that very very well. I was quite impressed with his level to play that. The, the, the most impressive thing is when they were in this jet den and like something happened i can't even remember but like they were killing people and stuff and then he was doing a diversion and he had the suitcase and like i thought like okay so so you know jd like what are you gonna do now like all these people are scamming like you cause a diversion like what do you do and he's like what do you think i do it's like i get all the drugs and like he begins like scooping up all the drugs that are everywhere instead of leaving and i was just like oh my goodness brilliant you're a drug addict and all these free drugs around of course you're gonna steal all the drugs and it's that type of thing where like it's like it's like i never would have thought that i thought i, w- I was thinking like oh self-preservation yeah self-preservation i'm a character you know i i need to get out because that's what my character would do it's like no no, no your character's a drug addict and there's all these free drugs that people left yep. and nobody's gonna find out if you stole right. them all so you're gonna steal them it's kind of like when we were trapped in that house, and my character didn't like JD very much, and a bunch of super mutants gave me the option to dip him, so yes. absolutely I jumped at that. Yeah, you're gonna make him better. <laughs> and then yeah. he got dipped, and then he became a super my mutant, brother. which only made him even better. <laughs> it did. It really did. So, oh my gosh. And it's just, it's interesting, because a lot of other people have had conflict with Jason as characters, 
And we've seen that a lot in a lot of groups that we played with and stuff over the years. And I almost worry that that's part of the reason why I left. And he never knew how much we uh, admired his. Um, it's why we kept in, why we still to this day invite you to games, Jason. Um, like really, it really. He, yeah, he was a fantastic player. Oh my God, Xanatos! I hate I hated Xanatos. You hated him so much. Like even the and, and then the worst part was at the end of the campaign, you're like, oh yeah, you were totally justified. It was it was it was every bit as bad as I ever thought he was. Oh yeah, he, he had the machine and he was liquefying orphans to get more power. And then it had a drip tray that like you would hit like hit him once, learn something, hit him again, turn into a monster, and then like uh oh, better hit the thing, and then it would liquefy, and then you would get the drip tray. And uh, yeah, and him and Justin were uh, involved in it, and they were they, like Xanathos was a bad guy. Like he was a bad guy. Like he wanted power, and he was a wizard, and he was like, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> See, I actually, I actually knew that, but again, you you were telling me things at that point. Like you were feeding me well, little yeah. bit, little bits and pieces, and like not all of it, not enough to ruin the story. But like I remember, like you were talking to me at points, like because because I started doing other things like in other games. But like occasionally, I get be you and me alone, and you'd be like, yeah, you have no idea. Oh, they're doomed. They 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 they're, they're, they're drilling down. They're they're about to hit they lava. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> So I think the next, uh, what time are we at? Oh, we're way over. We're like seven minutes over. Okay. So. so next week, I think I really want to talk to about uh, player conflict. Um, so if mm, we know good. any GMs who are really good at handling that as well. Um, and we can talk about specific instances where, where uh, me and a certain other person had conflict regular and you really i remember it was a struggle for you even to handle it well yeah you're just thrilled so my goodness constantly um and like how how to handle that kind of mm-hmm. drama and what you do because kicking everyone out of the group isn't necessarily the best especially if you're limited in, in players um <laughs> which we were kind of at the time so you know what do you do to handle that and and, and so i'd mm-hmm. like to talk about that next time so okay uh, that's what you have to look forward to thanks for listening to we at bards no thanks for listening to chris and matt and ben uh, this is kind of fun, Ben. I like having you around. Yeah. Happy yeah. Happy to provide my unique insight into things. Uh, listen Back. to us on places. Yep. Support our Patreon. Take 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 that money that you were going to. Um, I don't know. Feed your kids <laughs> and 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 feed our Patreon account. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can always, really. So you can always have more kids. It really yes. does go you a long can... way. Everything goes back to the community. Chris and I have spent. Uh, a hope my wife never listens to this small fortune on we hate bards to keep the it running um nothing is free our website's not free our re- uh meetups not free it takes time it takes money conventions aren't free so every little bit helps um you know we have a storage unit right now we pay for um if you have office space restaurant let us know because we need recording studios so we need things we need need, things. need stuff and things take money so please support us support us we can deliver more content and do more fun things they all cost money money and join our meetup meetup's free meetup, free join cost anything. I mean it costs us money but it doesn't cost you anything and if you're new because we get a lot of requests for this um start a chat say hey I'm new I want to play some games where should I go what should I do mm-hmm. and uh then join where people point you or just start post a game like, hey, Matt, I want to post a game, so then I promote you. Yep, then post the game up. And then you post a game, and then a bunch of people sign up, and they say, all right, one of you has to jam because I'm new. And then they all say, dang it, okay. And then <laughs> they run the game. And it, it happens all the time, so. Mm-hmm. No, I know it does. You're right. like, oh, yeah, every single person at this table, I'll throw out all three of us. 
I've been there. Showed up. Oh, no one else knows how to run this game. Or, or the sh- GM didn't show up tonight. All right, they have a grand line all the time. Or then you'll have something where like you show That's up at your fr- or something like where you show up at a friend's house with a six pack of beer because you want to get drinking and play, and then it was like, oh, by the way, you're GMing tonight. Hey, was that was was that White Plum Mountain? That was Rook and Castle. Shh. Oh, really? oh. Shh. oh my goodness, yes. So excited, and then I had to, and then uh, I had to go drive uh, my friend home, and I came back, and you were like all, all the beers deep, and you like couldn't even function You're as like, an adult. Sh- 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 I remember, like you just like put like, scoop dice in your hand, shook them, and then you were like, you take damage, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, yeah, you just roll them all, and then you just like count a bunch of numbers, like you take that much damage. I don't remember scooping you all the dice. You, you <laughs> scooped them like this. Not all of them, because you had a lot of dice. And you just scooped up like a handful. And you were just like, you were shaking them like this. You just dropped them on the table. And then you were like, you take that much damage. <laughs> from like getting attached to like a skeleton or something. I really wish we, I really wish we recorded this, because I'd love to watch myself. I might be out there. I don't know. No, that was before we had a podcast. That was years before we had a podcast. So... <sighs> Alright, I'm going to bed. Alright, yeah, good night, folks. We're all going to bed. It's late. We're old and decrepit. Good night, folks.